Blog Destiny Talk. And today we're going to be speaking on coming to the end of ourselves. When we when we reach that point in our lives where <clears throat> we have um seem as if we've reached a dead end, a stop sign, um a, a fork in the road, which way should I take? I, I don't know. So when we begin to reach that end of the road, we can always know that God is there to give us uh, directions on which way we should go. So before we get into it, we're going to make sure that we always cover the Word of God with the blood of Jesus, and we're going to make sure that, you know, we just open up with prayer. Father, we thank you right now, O God. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We magnify your name right now, O God. We thank you for another day. We thank you for another life that we have in this day, O God. For we live for this day and knowing who you are and what your expectations are for us in this day. We thank you, O God, because at the end of this we will know that we should put on the full armor and that we should take a stand against the devil's schemes and his wiles, that we may be able to communicate with you and know exactly what you want us to do. We know, O God, to not be anxious, but in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving to present our requests to you, to let you know that we don't understand and that we need your help, O God. Father, we just thank you right now. Because we know that you're going to give us the answer when we seek you. We know, O oh God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, God. We know, O oh God, that you have commanded 
that your word be life in us. And we thank you right now, O God. We just praise and we worship you, O God, and we rebuke the devil right now in Jesus' name. From keeping the information from us, we rebuke him. God, for taking the information and hiding it, we rebuke him. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we release and we command it to be released right now in Jesus' name. That everything you have for us be released by the blood of Jesus. That every information that you have for us, we will receive it in the name of Jesus. The enemy will not stop us, he will not hinder us, and we will not hinder or stop ourselves with discouragement, with disappointment, with depression. Father, we rebuke those spirits right now that we have allowed to come into our lives, O God. But, God, by faith we will receive you. We will receive your word. By faith, O God, we will receive your instructions. And we thank you and give you all the praise in Jesus' name. So we come to the end of our road. We come to that place where we're asking God, what now? Where am I going? What am I doing? When you come to that place in God and in yourself where you're broken and you're empty and you feel like God has left you, you feel like he's not answering you, like he's not there any longer, and everything is just pointing to confusion and and just turmoil, God is letting us know that he's standing right there for us. And everything at this point has to be heartfelt and heart-confessed. We have to go and dig into our hearts at this point and cry out to our Lord and Savior and tell him, I'm at the end of the road, God. Where am I going? What am I doing? I'm at the end of myself, O oh God, and we acknowledge any sins we may have. We acknowledge that we don't have all the answers and we don't have any power without God. Once we acknowledge that, then we allow God to come and break through. We allow God to come and communicate with us, but we have to get self out of the way. We have to get sin out of the way. We have to confess ourselves before our Lord and Savior in order for him to communicate with us, in order for him to be able to reveal to us the supernatural realm that we're so desperately seeking. We need to acknowledge that we we don't have any power of our own, and that's why we are at the end of the road, because everything we thought was the answer, we have now come to the conclusion that it is not the answer because we have not sought our Lord and Savior and asked him what is the answer. So, of course, you will not have the answer unless God gives it to you. And when God gives you the answer, that's it. That says it all. You have to be able to renew your spirit in Christ by communicating with him. You have to be able to read the word of God. Take that depression and and rebuke it from your life. And anything that is around you that that shows um, depression and discouragement, leave it alone. Get away from it because you need to encourage yourself. You need to find a spot where you can ask the Holy Spirit to encourage you 
by his power. He's our comforter. So when we begin to kneel down in prayer and pour out ourselves to God, he can begin to allow his spirit to come in and comfort where that has been torn in our lives, where sin has come in and destroyed something. Once we repent and be cleansed of those things, the Holy Spirit will come in. But those things can hinder the Holy Spirit from ministering to us, from guiding and directing us into all truth and righteousness. So don't hinder the work of God by not going on your knees and crying out to him, by not committing yourself to him and living a holy life. Allow God to come in with his spirit and minister to us. And we have to do that. We're crying out with an honest and a sincere heart before God. Because without God, we have nothing. We have no power. We can't forgive our own sins. We can't tell the devil to leave us alone without the power of God. So go before the presence of God in your discouragement, in your depression, and just cry out, I can't take it. I don't know what to do. Where am I going? God, help me. And his spirit can come in and begin to minister to us. God is waiting to talk to us. He's waiting for us to come to him. Because we are free-willed people that he has allowed us, that we have to be able to go to him. He will unction us to come to him, but we have to make that decision. Now, as we go into Psalms 38 and 10, we begin to see here that David was at that point, and he began to cry out to God. But David was more in a repentance mode towards God in his situation as he began to cry out to God. So in Psalms 38 and 10, we can go all the way up to like 6, he said, I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am feeble and utterly crushed, I groan in anguish of heart. All my longings is lie open before you, O Lord. That's where he pours himself. It's before you, God. It's open. There's nothing hidden from you. My sign is not hidden from you. My heart pounds. My strength fails me. Even the light has gone from my eyes. He's saying, I don't, I'm, I'm at the end. If it is sin that is in my life, I acknowledge it, and I open myself up to you, God. If, and we know when it's sin, because that's why we're at that point. We're, we're there, and we're like, God, I can't, I can't, I can't. But God is saying, bring it to me. Give it to me and let me restore. Bring it to me and let me solve it, because you've done all you can, and I want to be the one to do it. So David began to cry out to God, and, and he's he's at that point where he's like, things are just not looking right for me. He finds himself in trouble. His illness, he says his health, you know, he's identifying with what's going on with him. But he doesn't turn to his friends at this point. Because God and David have a relationship, David knew that I need to go to my God because he's the only one that can correct whatever is going on in my life. So David addresses his concerns and his suffering to God. And he puts that time aside because he knows that it's very important that if, if God has found sin in my life, that I get it out now. 
And that's what God wants us to do. If there's sin found, let's get it and deal with it now so that we can communicate better because there becomes a blockage in the communication with God. So David began to acknowledge that, and he asked God to, to, to forgive him and deliver him from what he's suffering. And God began to identify with it, and God revealed himself. And it's always at the end when we pour ourselves out before the Lord that he's able to reveal himself. Even at the end when Job went through all he went through, God was able to reveal himself to Job in the end. And we go through the Bible and we begin to see that when turmoil came and when pressure, depression or whatever came, God was able to come forth in us. Do you remember anything in your past you know, blessings that God did that way for you when you cried out to him and you got up and you felt good because the Holy Spirit was able to come in and minister to you and the answer was waiting a couple of days later or even an hour later. That's that continual relationship building that you want with God, through God. You want his Holy Spirit constantly ministering to you. So you constantly identify with any sins that's in your life, constantly repenting of anything, acknowledging, hiding nothing from God so that he's able to go in and purge you from anything that's going on, any attacks that may be going on, because now you're full-fledged and committed and in covenant with your Lord and Savior. So the power of God is able to come in and rescue us at that point. So when you come to the end of yourself, that means that discouragement has come in, bitterness, broken, um, anything that is negative has now set into your life. And God is saying, ah, we can't have that because I'm the opposite of all of that. I'm not a God that has, that's empty or broken or, you know, encourages those types of feelings and actions. I'm a God of positive. I'm a God that knows where you're going, what you're doing. I'm a God with answers. So when we begin to dwell in his place, the discouragement goes away because we can visually see in the spirit realm where God is taking us. We can begin to see what God is saying. But if we're not in that place, then discouragement lingers. We begin to cry when we don't even know why we're crying. We begin to feel empty, and we don't even know why. We don't want to be bothered with people. We don't want to answer our phones. We don't know what's going on, but we know something is wrong, and we don't understand that we need to go before the Lord and say, God, search my heart, and whatever you find in me, reveal it to me so that I may know why this is going on, so that I may understand how to get rid of this, because I don't like being depressed. I don't like being empty and discouraged and broken. And you are honest with your Lord and Savior. God lets us know that anyone who has faith in him will do what, uh, he will do what, you know, whatever we have, we are asking him to do. He'll do it by faith. Believe it when you go down that when you come up, he has answered you. He is going to answer you. So the mourning and the spirit that is low and brokenness and troubles, it will all go away. It's a feeling that the enemy has placed on us and we have entertained. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. But God can take that same emotion and turn it into joy. So no matter what's going on around you, God will replace it with joy. David was thirsty for God. He needed God to come in right away and fix whatever it was that was going on 
We need that from God. We need God to come in and fix the discouragement that we're so tired of, the disappointments, um, anything that's going on in our life. We just get to that point where we say we're tired, God. We're tired. I'm tired. I don't know what else to do. It's Christmas time. It's it's my wedding. It's, it's this. It's that. And I'm tired. And he's saying, you know, come to me. But even in your spiritual life, you can get tired. And you can say, God, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what I say, no matter this, it's not coming through. It's not this, but there's a blockage somewhere, and God is saying, come to me, and we'll, I'll release that blockage that's going on. If we go to 1 Kings 19, we find out that Elijah became discouraged. He had performed this great thing before the people, and then he heard that the enemy was coming after him because of what he had done. And he began to run in discouragement. And God, after, you know, he sat him down and got him comfortable, God revealed himself. And he was like, what are you doing? Where are you? Why are you here? And he was just, he was discouraged. He had allowed his flesh to, to, to come up and not, you know, truly focus on the power of God. And we do that in our lives today. You know, we can get so into whatever we're doing, and then when something bad happens, we're looking at God like, what? And God is looking at us like, why are you in this place of loss and grief and and lack of sleep and lack of prayer, lack of repentance? Why are you in this place? This is not the place that I, I told you to go to, but for some reason you're here. So now God has to reveal himself to us. He has to break this stronghold that has come upon us from discouragement, from depression, from whatever is going on in our lives. And God is like, I need you to stay focused. I need you to stay in the word. I need you to meditate on the word. I need you to allow my spirit to come in and and encourage you because if you don't, you'll stay in that place. And Elijah begins to reply to God, I have been zealous before you, and now they want to kill me. So he's like, you know, all this work I've done, God, and I'm still I'm still being haunted as a want, you know, I'm a wanted man for doing your work. So he felt a little bit discouraged, and I know sometimes we feel that discouraged going on in the work of God. Like, you know, things are not the way that God pictured it or the prophecy was told or whatever. But discouragement will come, but that's why he said, I'm sending my spirit to come and comfort you. So God began to reveal himself to Elisha, you know, and it was in a small voice that he revealed himself. It wasn't in the thunder and all the other things that we look for God to come in. It was just in a small voice. And when we spend that time with God, we'll hear him in that small place that we set aside, that quiet place where it's just us and God, you know, and he'll begin to speak to us in a quiet voice. And he'll begin to encourage us, and his spirit will come in with his power and begin to comfort us. But we have to relax and go into that place with God. We can't try to welcome God into the discouragement. We can't welcome him into the brokenness. No, you release it first. You repent first for even allowing it to come. And then you welcome him into your place. We, we usually go down and worship and we say, Lord, I welcome you. Come fill this room, Holy Spirit. But we miss the part of repentance for even allowing ourselves to get in that place. Then we begin to welcome him. 
So Elijah began to get discouraged. He was at the end of himself. He said, I, I don't I don't know what else to do. I can't do this. You know, I can't. I can't do this anymore. We feel that way sometimes. But God says, I'm here. Hey, look at me. All you got to do is say, come, Lord, I repent, you know, for what I've done. Then we look at 1 Samuel, where Hannah was. Hannah was at the end of herself. She began to weep and cry out before God because she wanted a child. And and there was an opposer really picking at her about not having a child. And she took it and took it and took it as long as she possibly could until one day she just said, you know what, God, I give it to you. And she began to weep before the Lord. That's when her heart became pure before God was when she gave it. Trying to be strong and stand firm is good, but give it to God while you're standing firm. Give it to God and realize that the battle is not yours. God is not applauding you for your strength. He's applauding you for using his strength for you to be strong. Understand which strength you need in that time of trying to be strong. Hannah went before God and she prayed and she wept before the Lord nonstop. And she just, I mean, she just looked like a woman who was just out of it. And she said, I'm just going to pray. And that's when we release ourselves to God. We pour it out to God. That's when people say, you know, leave it at the altar and let God deal with it. But we have to pour it out from our heart to leave it at the altar, not in our mind. So we have two that began to talk to God, three that talked to God through their heart. And she began to weep. God revealed himself to her. And he began, he, gave, he blessed her. So we see, once again, a pattern of God, you know, and we see that it's all about him. It's not about how much power you have, how much anointing you have, because that same anointing comes from God. That same power comes from God. You have no power. You have no knowledge, no understanding of what's going on unless it be revealed to you. So why not go to the source? Then we go to Ruth. Ruth was at the end of herself. She was at that point where everything around her had died, everything was messed up, and she said, you know what, Naomi, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with you. And she was like, no, go back to your mama, go back to your family, go back to your people. And she replied, no, please don't tell me to go back to them. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to sleep? Where am I going to stay? I have nothing left, do you understand? And she went away. Ruth went away with her into her city, and she dwelled there, and God revealed himself to her, and she was blessed with Boaz. So once again, you pour yourself out. She was honest with Naomi. I don't have anything. I don't have nowhere to go. I don't have nowhere to stay. I don't have people. You are my people. And because of that honesty, God blessed her. What are we holding back from God in order for him to bless us? There's something blocking the communication that God wants to to break through on and say, you know what, I got your blessing, but you are the one holding it up because you won't come with your pure heart. You won't come with honesty towards me. I already know what's going on in your life. I already know who broke your heart, who lied to you, 
who did things to you, who made you cry. I already know. I just want you to pour it out and give it to me. That's what God is speaking to us. I want you to repent for what you've done to people as well as what they've done to you. Come to the end of yourself. When things are before God in an honest, repenting, sincere way, go before God and just let him know these are my secrets. I don't want to say them out loud because I thought that somebody would hear. But he's saying I'm the only one in the room with you because you've you know, you've set aside a quiet time for you and God. Tell him the secrets that you've held for so long that has made you cry. Molestation, rape, adultery, whatever it is, he already knows. So share it with God. Tell him why you're hurting. Tell him why that particular thing makes you cry. Tell him why you're angry at at a certain person or a certain thing. And tell him. And then say, God, heal me that I may get past this. Heal me, God, that I may reap the full benefits of your covenant with me. And, and and begin to repent for even holding it that long. God, I'm sorry that I even held it. God, I'm sorry that I didn't share it with you. Please forgive me, God. And then you and God begin to build on a relationship of honesty and truth. But when you try to hide things from God, that's not a true relationship. So you will constantly feel like you're at the end of yourself because you're not You're not honest with God. These people in the Bible were honest before God. David went before God and he said, I don't know what's going on. My my health is failing me. I got things my enemies are pursuing me. God, whatever sin it is, we we need to deal with this. So I'm coming to you, not to man. And I'm asking you, Lord, what is it? What is it that that, that I've done that maybe has gotten you angry or whatever it is that I need to do? And then in verse, in Psalms 38, uh, 13, uh, 10 and 13, he says, I am like a deaf man who cannot hear, like a mute who cannot open his mouth. I have become like a man who does not hear, whose mouth can offer no reply. I wait for you, Lord. You will answer me, O Lord my God. For I said, do not let them gloat or exalt themselves over me when my foot slips. So David was realizing something wasn't right in his life. The relationship he and God had was not there anymore. So he's like, what's going on, God? Then in 21, he says, Lord, do not forsake me. But uh, he says, be not far from me, O my Lord. Come quickly to help me, O my Lord and Savior. He's crying out. He's crying out with an honest heart before God. You know, he's always like, God, what have I done? What's going on? I repent right now. I'm sorry. You know, let's move beyond being at the end of ourselves to being at the beginning of God. Allow God to now take over from where you've ended because he needs for you to end in order for him to begin. So if you want the supernatural, if you want the anointing, if you want the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life, then come to the end of yourself. 
Come to that place where you pour your heart before God, where it's nothing for you to go before God and repent for anything you've done and not hide it from him as if he don't know. Don't be at that place any longer, but mature in Christ that you may move forward in your ministry, in your life, in whatever your endeavors are for God. Allow yourself to come to an end that God may now come to the beginning of it and he will direct you into the rest of it. He will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Hannah cried out to God. She cried out and the power of God began to minister. The power of God began to move in. God's power is waiting on us. God's power is right there. The the Bible lets us know in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So when you receive the Holy Spirit at whatever time in your life that you received it, the power of God was there as well. It's not something that you're waiting for. It was there the day you received the Holy Spirit. What you did with it is another question. But the power was there, and we always praying and crying out for the power of God to come. But he's saying um, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So they both came together. For some reason, we always act as if they're separate. Then in Ephesians, he lets us know in 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask or think according to his power that is at work within us. Where is the power that is at work within you? That's a question in order to understand the power that pours out of you. He does it according to the power that works within you. So in order for you to have that power working within you, you have to know God. You have to know his power. You have to know his, his um, excuse me, the revelations and the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of who he is. So if you don't know those things, then there's no power. There's no power to to not knowing God. The only way the power is activated is that you constantly grow in knowing him. That's coming to the end of who you are and picking up who he is. Because now you want the power to increase, then get to know who he is. Because he said it's according to the power that is at work within you. How much power is at work in you? Do we even know? If we don't spend the time with him in the word, then we don't know how much power is actually in us. We're constantly seeking for something that's already in us. So he's saying to us, spend that time with me and I'll show you the power that is already in you. It's already there. My spirit is waiting to come out and show you. And God will do exactly what he has promised in his word. And then in Second Peter 1 and 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Once again, by our knowledge of who called us. So once again, we need to have knowledge of our Lord and Savior, not just cliches not just paraphrasing the word of God, but we need to know the word of God. We need to understand the word of God. So that means we need to set time aside 
for God to begin to minister to us. We need to set time aside for God to begin to speak to us. It's by the knowledge that the power is revealed. So little knowledge, little power. Much knowledge of who you're serving, he can pour out an outpouring upon your life that you've never seen before and that people are willing and and wanting to see in this day and time. So we have to ask ourselves, are we ready for that outpouring by coming to the end of ourselves and coming to the beginning of God? Are we ready for that? Are we crying out the way Hannah did? Are we crying out for the miracles and signs and wonders that God wants to put on us? You know, And he's promised these things to us. So it's a guarantee. And we're looking at others, but maybe it's in you. Maybe he's just waiting for you to reveal yourself to him through prayer and honesty and repentance so that now he can outpour it to you. Have you heard the prophecies being told to you? Have you seen the dreams that are being shown to you, that are showing you, hey, I want to use you? And you're saying, okay, God, I'm ready, I'm available. What's blocking us from communicating with each other, God? Then we need to go down in prayer and ask him, not just in a casual way while we're driving or we're cooking, but we need to set that time aside and say, God, you've shown me all these great things. You've told me you were going to restore me. You told me that you will never leave me nor forsake me. But I'm at point A, and you're showing me point D and E and F and everything else. How do I? How do we meet up on the same road, God? And that's going to be through coming to the end of yourself. That's going to be opening your heart and pouring it out before God. It all is about God. It's not about us. It's not about having that spurt of anointing where you, you're used one day and one time and you've lived off of that for the rest of your life. No, it's about having a continual anointing before God, a continual trust factor with God to where he knows that you won't abuse the anointing, but that you will allow him to use you with an honest and a pure heart. And that's how the prayers were answered of all these people, because they presented themselves before God in a pure way. They presented themselves before God with all openness and honesty. And like David said, I'm coming to you, Lord, with this issue, because man can't help me. Job had to finally go to God. Hannah had to go to God. Elijah had to go to God. In the end, that's the only one that we can go to and get true answers. Everyone else can give you what their mind can hold. But God can see, do, and hear all things, the creator of everything. But he says it's according to your knowledge of who he is that he can reveal himself. So the more you know him, the more he'll reveal So how bad do we want to know God? How bad do we want to do like Ruth did and say, I have nowhere to go. I have nobody. Where am I going to stay? What am I going to do? And then God says to you, come on and go with me. Come on and go with me. And you didn't even realize the prize that was at the end of that come and go with me. So God is letting us know to come before him with a pure heart 
and he will open up the windows of heaven and show us things that we have never thought to ever, ever imagine that he would show us. He will show us things that we do not even think to know. Come to the end of who you are, the end of the anointing that you had yesterday, the end of the understanding that you heard the preacher say. Add what the preacher said to what you learn about God and then use that. But the most important thing that God is saying is when we come to the end of ourselves and we're broken and we're empty and we feel used and abused by people and we feel like there's just no return and embarrassment and where do we go from here, he's saying I need you at that point. And it's 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 weird that he would want us to get there before he can step in, but if we are where we are now in our minds thinking, I got an answer. I know tomorrow I'll go and talk to this lady who can give me a job that knows somebody else. And we done planned out the whole thing. And not once did we say, God, is this what you want me to do? You know, or we, we got a bill due and we say, okay, I can take from this and do that. And this is going to help that out. And we planned once again the whole thing. And God is saying, you know what? Then you, you are the, you're the detective. You're the one who just solved the whole thing without me. And he's like, well, what do you need me for? So he can stop, and he lets you do it. Then when it fails, you got to come right back to him in the first, in in the last of it. So instead of going through all of that, let God be the detective for you. Let Him tell you where the money is. Let Him tell you what you need to do to get where you have to go. We have to stop trying to figure it out. We don't have the capacity that God has to figure it out. But if we go to him, the answer is so plain for us that God is able. Turn your heart towards God. Everything, let your heart be open towards him. Pour it out. Just pour out your childhood to him. Pour out your whole life to him and allow him to minister to you. Pour it out. Whatever happened when you were a young child, pour it out. Whatever happened to you when you were married, pour it out. Just cry before God. I didn't expect my marriage to end, God. I thought it would be forever. I didn't expect this to happen, God. I thought that you, you know, I would go on a different path. Whatever it is, cry it out to him and be like Hannah and stay down there until, no matter how crazy people think you look or what they think is going on in your life, just continue to cry out to God and watch him begin to move in that situation. Healing can come immediately before you even get up, and he will answer you and tell you exactly what's going on in your life. He will tell you. He may not be able to reveal why and what, but he will heal it, and he will take that brokenness away, that empty feeling that you have away, you know, against your parents or against anybody that failed you or left you. And then we have to acknowledge what we've done to our own lives, you know, some of the damage control that needs to be done, some of the things that we've done that we said, oh, my God, oh, I hate that I did that. You know, why did I say that? You know, whatever it is, we need to tell that to God as well and let him heal that situation. God, I, if I had another chance, I would go and just apologize to that person. I would go and, you know, just ask that person to forgive me. And we don't have to be friends, but I just need to tell them, forgive me for what I did. And then you can move forward in peace. Whether they like you or not after that, 
is not your concern. You ask for forgiveness, they said okay, and you move forward with it. But we have to come to the end of the pride that I'm not going to do it. We have to just say to God, help me with this situation. We have to acknowledge our life. We have to repent for our lives. We have to live in a repentant state. We can't live in a prideful state of mind because that will always hinder us from going before God. That will always hinder us from seeking the face of God and getting into the spiritual realm that he desires for us to get in. When God comes in in the presence of our our repentance, we will surely begin to dwell more in the spirit realm. So now we're just going to pray that God would um, reveal these things to us and that we would begin to pour out ourselves before God, that we would begin to um, seek his face concerning the things of our lives and the direction that he wants us to go. When we come to that place in our life where we don't even want to pray, we don't know what we need to repent for, that's the time we need God the most. When we find trouble in our lives, in our home, in whatever is going on, we need to seek the face of God and ask him what's going on. We need to understand. Just to say I rebuke the devil and not understand is not always the answer. But we have to say, God, what's going on? You know, is it me? Is this an attack from the enemy? Or whatever this is, but I need to know, God, what are you saying in this season for me? Because we all want to go to a new season. We all want to see the promises of God fulfilled with the outpouring of his spirit. So right now we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to just come into that situation Come into our lives and take away the discouragement, take away the depression, take away the anger that we may have, the jealous spirit that we may hold. Whatever it is going on in our life, Jesus can heal it. And then after we're healed, we can go and help someone else. Because when he helps us, he always wants us to go out to help others. So be encouraged. Don't be weary in your well-doing. Because your labor is never in vain. Your growth is in God and is never in vain. For God is with us through it all. And that's what we have to understand, that he already knows. Even though we may not tell him, he already knows. But he really would like for us to tell him and communicate with him concerning what's going on in our life. So let us pray that God would begin to, to minister. Father, we thank you right now for your righteousness, for your blood that was shed for us. We thank you, God, because we know that no weapon formed against us will prosper and that we will prevail in everything that we do as long as we commit it unto you, O God. Father, we bind right now every demonic spirit that has come against us trying to attack our lives, trying to attack our minds, our body. Father, we right now bind them in the name of Jesus and we cast them into outer darkness now in Jesus' name. Father, right now we ask, O God, that you show us ourselves, O God. Show us, God, why we've come to the end of ourselves. Why are we crying at night, God? Why are we discouraged and dismayed and weary, O God? Why are we at that point, O God, where we don't know what to do? We don't know what to say. Why are we there, God? 
Father, open up heaven and reveal to us who you are in our lives as we repent, O God, for even allowing it to come into our lives. Father, for even allowing it, O God, to enter into our spirit, man, and disconnect us from you, we ask you to forgive us right now, O God. We are sorry, O God, for entertaining the devil, entertaining, O God, whatever negativity has been placed in our spirits, O God. We ask for your forgiveness right now in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you purge us with your blood right now, O God, as we ask for repentance. Father, whatever happened to us in our childhood that has discouraged us even to this day, we ask you, O God, to to encourage us, O God, and we rebuke the devil, O God, for anything that happened, Father, on the job, from our parents, what we've done to our parents, God, in our marriages. Father, in any relationship that we've held, O God, we bind the devil right now in the name of Jesus. And we rebuke him and ask him, and we take command over him and cast him out right now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood over every relationship that we've had, God, beginning and ending and, and whatever else is going on, God. And we ask, O oh God, that even if those relationships cannot be restored, God, but there be peace in our hearts concerning those relationships, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, right now we ask, O oh God, and we commit our lives to you right now, O oh God. Every situation that has come up against us, O oh God, every discouragement, God, right now we commit it unto you. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Father, we're not going to continue to live at the end of ourselves, O oh God, because we're going to confess our sins before you, God. But, God, we're going to allow you to begin in our lives, and we're going to consult you and talk to you about any and everything that needs to be done, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we will pray before we take actions, God. Father, we will pray before we make a decision, O oh God. Father, we will pray before we answer any questions, O oh God, because we know, O oh God, that the answer must come from you. We know, O oh God, that your Holy Spirit will dwell in us and reveal to us, God, what we need to do, God. So we commit ourselves to you, O oh God. We clothe ourselves with your righteousness right now, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, because we know, O oh God, that your hand is upon our life, O oh God. Whether we make good or bad decisions, God, we know that you're there with us, God. We will not fear the enemy, O oh God, but we will rebuke him and resist him, O oh God, that he will not have dominion over our life, over our thoughts, over anything that we're doing right now, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, any habits, any addictions that we may have, we turn against it right now in the name of Jesus. We ask for your repentance, O oh God, to forgive us, O oh God. And, Father, we will move forward in you and in your word, O oh God, that these addictions may be canceled in Jesus' name. Father, we allow your Holy Spirit to come and comfort us, O oh God, the Holy Spirit to flow within us, O oh God. Father, that we may feel your presence, that we may know your presence, O oh God, that we may understand your presence, O oh God, and your spirit, God. Father, we know that we have to have knowledge of you in order for the Holy Spirit to dwell, God. We have to have knowledge of you, O oh God, before the power can be released through us, O oh God. So, Father, we commit ourselves to reading and to praying your word, O oh God, that we may increase in our knowledge of you, O oh God, that our flesh may die, God, but that your spirit may increase in us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, O oh God, that we will obey your word, God, and that we will 
speak, O oh God, your word, God, and we will live according to your word in holiness, O oh God. And we thank you, O oh God, that when your spirit entered into us, O oh God, we were already given the power of the Holy Ghost, God. Now we just need to understand how to release that power in our lives, O oh God, because we know, O oh God, that you would never leave us nor forsake us, O oh God. God, we know that our labor is not in vain with you, O oh God. Father, when everyone else has forsaken us, O oh God, when we're at home by ourselves and we're crying out to you, O oh God, you are there. You are there to encourage us, to comfort us, to, to heal us, O oh God. So we turn ourselves to you, O oh God. For you told us that you would send us a comforter, O oh God, and that he would abide with us and that he would teach us and lead us and guide us and direction, direct us in all truth and righteousness, O oh God. Father, for any demonic activity that's going on around us or in our lives, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority over it right now in Jesus' name. Father, whatever the enemy has tried to place upon us, God, and make us think that he's more powerful, that he can discourage us, that he can do whatever he wants, God, we rebuke him right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority over him right now, God. We take authority because you have given it to us through your blood. We take authority over our finances, over our life, over our thoughts, over our habits. We take authority over them right now, O oh God, and we plead the blood of Jesus. And we commit them into your hands, O oh God. And we repent, O oh God, for even allowing them to become those things, O oh God, in Jesus' name. God, we know that you will set us free. We are free indeed because you have set us free, O oh God. We know that we are healed by the blood of Jesus, and we will constantly say that no matter how much pain, no matter how much discouragement. Father, no matter how many tears we cry, we are going to cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, that we are healed by the blood of Jesus, and that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper, God, and that everything that rises up against you, O oh God, will not stand, God, because you are the Lord of our salvation, O oh God. Nothing will hinder us, O oh God, from where we are to be in you. God, we resist the devil right now, O oh God. We command him to flee from every situation in our life. We command him right now to go in Jesus' name. Father, we put your whole armor on, God. We, we, we rebuke discouragement right now in the name of Jesus you have to go discouragement, disappointment, hurt, lack. We rebuke you right now in Jesus' name, and we plead the blood right now over prosperity and over wealth and over good health, oh God. We know these things are coming to us, God. We will be strong and of a good courage, oh God, as we command these things to come into our lives through you, oh God, and the power of the Holy Ghost, God, because we know, oh God, that your power, is already in us, O oh God. So we will hold fast to it by faith, God. We will believe by faith, God, and we will not waver. And any time discouragement and distress and brokenness and emptiness try to come into our lives, O oh God, we will rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We will tell it to go in the name of Jesus. We will not make room for the enemy to come back and discourage us, O oh God. But, God, we will pour ourselves out to you, and once you replace that with the power of the Holy Ghost and the comfort of his 
his love, oh God, we will begin to walk according to your word. We will begin to walk according to your will in Jesus' name. And we will plead the blood of Jesus over any spirit that comes and we will rebuke it, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we have faith, oh God, that you can do the impossible, God. You can do anything that we ask of you, oh God. We may not understand, but you can do it, O oh God. So, Father, we plead the blood right now because we know, O oh God, that your power in the blood, the impossible, God, what we feel is impossible, paying bills, God, buying Christmas, God, buying food, God, a job, God, health, God. The things that we are limited to understanding are are just possible in you, but we have to get in you in order for it to become possible. So, God, right now, the impossible is possible. We believe it, God, and we will repeat it to ourselves on a daily basis that the impossible is possible. The impossible is possible through your words, through faith, through your Holy Spirit. It is possible, O oh God. We have evidence of it through your word. We have evidence of it through our life. Excuse me, through our life, oh God, that we know that you've done it in the past, so we know that you're going to do it now in Jesus' name. We will trust you, oh God. We will have good courage, oh God. We will be strengthened by your spirit, oh God. We are empowered, oh God. You have given us power when the Holy Spirit came upon us, O oh God. Lord, that day when the Holy Spirit came into our lives, O oh God, when we began to speak, O oh God, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, we release the power of the Holy Ghost to come right now, O oh God, and just begin to move in our lives, O oh God. May your power move in our lives even on today, Father, that we may see the glory of God, that we may have peace and righteousness and confidence in you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, my tears will stop today, God. My discouragement will stop today, God. My sickness will stop today, God. Lord, my lack will stop today, God. In the name of Jesus, we call it out right now, O oh God. We rebuke it right now, O oh God. My barrenness, God, will stop today, O oh God. My lack will stop today, O oh God. Joblessness, stop today, O oh God, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Right now, oh God, loneliness, stop today, oh God. And we will repeat that daily, God, because we are fighting against the principalities of this world, oh God. And we will repeat it every day because we know that you will bring it to pass, oh God. We know, oh God, that you will fight the battle for us because it's not our battle, God. We take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your power that dwells on the inside of us, O oh God. We thank you right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that we will prosper in all things that we do. In our health, we will prosper, God. In our homes, we will prosper, God. In our lives, we will prosper, God. Finances, God, we will prosper. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we will call your name until we get our answer. We will pray nonstop, O oh God, until we get our answer. God, we will seek your face day and night 
until you reveal yourself to us, O God. Lord, discouragement, we rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, O God. We receive your spirit right now, O God. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness, O God. Thank you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm. Lord, 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 we glorify you right now, O God. We thank you right now, Jesus. Lord, this is a time of worship before you, O God. Your presence is truly here right now, O God. We feel you right now, O God, speaking to our hearts, God, revealing your innermost thoughts for us right now, O God. We thank you, O God, Lord, as we step out by faith and we do what you've called us to do, O God. Father, as we step out, we take that first step of faith, O God, knowing that you're going to reveal yourself to us today, God. No, God, we we won't go back to the way we used to be, God. We won't go back to that person after today, God. But we're going to move forth in a new person, O God, because your power is what we desire. Your power, O God, is what we seek. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, O God. Lord, for the woman who can't have children, God, we rebuke that enemy right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now, the the barrenness need to go in Jesus' name. Father, we plead the blood over it right now, O God. And we ask, O God, that you open it up, O God, that babies will begin to flow, God, in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the enemy, O God, for whatever happened in the past, whatever happened generations ago, O God, Father, right now we take authority over that enemy, O God, that has made this person to be barren, O God, and their heart cries out to have a child, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, show your power in that person's life, O God. Show your power in that person's life right now, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I know you want to do this because you've shown it and you've spoken it, O God. You said that this is what you want to do in this person's life, God. So right now, O God, a miracle shall come forth, O God. The supernatural will open up for this person, O God, and they will receive what their heart has been crying out for, God. They will receive, O God, what they've asked you for because of their faithfulness, O God, because of their commitment to you, O God. You will begin to do a new thing in their life, O God. You will begin to show them who you are by the power of your blood. Not that man will get the glory, O God, but that you shall get all the glory for this baby that's coming forth, O God. Just as Hannah poured out herself towards you, O God, this woman has poured herself towards you, O God. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke every demonic spirit that has held up that baby. In Jesus' name, we rebuke it right now, O God. We thank you, God, for revealing to us that someone out there needs a baby, God. They desire one, God. Their heart is longing for it, O God. They're crying out right now, God. We thank you right now, O God. We know that you are able and the impossible is your possible. 
and we believe it by the blood of Jesus. And we claim it and we take authority over the enemy and he has to go. Devil, you have to go from this situation because we take authority over you right now in the name of Jesus. God sees himself in that person. God sees the blood of his son on that person. So you have to go right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we give you all the praise right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for listening to Destiny Talks. Thank you for praying. Thank you for believing the impossible is possible through the word of God. Thank you for coming to the end of yourself that God may begin in your life, that God will take away any hurt and pain that you have from generations ago up until this day. We give God glory, and we will be in his presence from this day forward, for lack and discouragement will be no more. Brokenness will be no more. Loneliness, childlessness will be no more. And there will be testimonies in Jesus' name.